Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. We're very happy to be enjoying the book of Acts now as we've come to our third program, and here to enjoy it with us is Dick Taylor. Once again, Dick, welcome back to the program. It is good to be here, Chris, and it's good to get into this book of Acts. As we have begun now, the first couple of programs, we're off to a wonderful experience getting into the treasures that are in the Word of God, and the book of Acts is becoming a different book to us. Dick, let's talk about Acts a little bit. Our first two programs, we dealt with the position of Acts in the Bible as the backbone, and then uh, seeing the subject of Acts, the propagation of the resurrected Christ in his ascension through his disciples in the Spirit. Let's look today at the author of the book of Acts. Who wrote the book of Acts, and how is it connected to the rest of the Bible? The author of the book of Acts is our dear brother Luke. And Luke, we know, authored, of course, the Gospel of Luke. And his Gospel was mainly on the humanity of Christ. But his speaking and writing of Christ in his Gospel was mainly related to Christ while he was still in the flesh. Now, in the book of Acts, again, the writer is Luke. But now it's another dimension from another angle, and that is he's writing about Christ, the ascended Christ, the resurrected Christ in his ascension, who is living in the disciples as the wonderful life-giving spirit and moving on this earth for the building up of his church and even the expression of his body in many cities on the earth. So this is another dimension, no longer Christ just in the flesh, but now Christ in and as the Spirit moving on this earth in and through his disciples for the building up of his wonderful body. It's interesting Luke uses this term at the very beginning of the book of Acts, referring back to his gospel, calling it the first account. The book of Acts is really a further account, as you said, now on to the Christ in resurrection and ascension. Let's join Witness Lee with our life study, Dick. This book of the Acts of the Apostles is only of uh, three sections. Introduction. This section is composed with only two verses. Verses 1 and 2 of chapter 1. Then the preparation composed with 24 verses. From verse 3 through verse 26 of chapter 1. Then the uh, third section is the propagation. And this covers 27 chapters. From the first verse of chapter 2 to the last verse of chapter 28. So you could see a long section. But 
in this session, we could only cover the first chapter. And the first chapter is composed with two sections, introduction and preparation. Introduction is introducing this book to us. And preparation is by two sides, by the Lord himself and by the disciples. Firstly, Christ preparation of the disciples in his resurrection before he went to the heavens to carry out his propagation in his ascension. He had to prepare his disciples. The Lord Jesus spent three and a half years, nearly just a college course. You know, today, a college course, university course, is of four years. He used three and a half years to prepare the disciples, leaving another half year. This another half year means a lot. Through the experience of 6,000 years, humankind has found out to perfect a young man, eventually you need four years college. Before this four years college, you have kindergarten, elementary, junior high, and high school. All together is 12 years. And those 12 years are just a kind of a preparation for you to be perfected in the college. I am not too much to say this. You please tell me where was the kindergarten in the Bible? And where was the elementary? And where was the junior high? And where was the high school? They were all in the Old Testament. Now, in the four Gospels, the Lord gave <laughs> the prepared Jewish people three and a half years college course. Then you may say, brother, you heard the PhD. <laughs> the PhD is in the 14 epistles. Don't you realize? Peter, John, all the Galilean fishers were college students. <laughs> the Lord's calling surely uplifted them. So the Lord, the professor, the chancellor, was with his college students for three and a half years. Leaving another half year course to be completed in his resurrection. He could only carry out the three and a half years education when he was in the flesh. But a little bit just about half years, that needs to be done in his resurrection. Well, consider the situation. The Lord spent three and a half years with his divine patience. Peter was following Jesus in his college course. For three and a half years, the Lord did what he could. 
full of patience, full of sympathy. You look at Matthew 16. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. This is something of the Father, not of yourself and the flesh. But I tell you, I'm going to die. Oh, Lord Jesus. No, 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 Lord. No, Lord. The Lord turned to him. Sit him. Get away from me. But he was not dropped by the chancellor of Jesus College. Dick, over the years, I've come to always enjoy and appreciate it whenever we can cover the matter of Peter. We had these two occurrences in the Gospel of Matthew that Witness Lee referred to. This really showed us a person in further need of training, and the Lord accomplished this level, it seems, while he was still in the flesh. In the Gospels, the Lord Jesus spent three and a half years with the disciples to bring them through their uh, spiritual college education. And he was very patient with them, especially Peter is the outstanding case. And we can all relate to him because we're just like him. And Matthew 16, as you referred to earlier, Chris, is a very good example because Peter there on one occasion discovers by the Father's revelation, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But just a few verses later, tries to stop the Lord from completing his purpose, stopping him from going to the cross. And the Lord has to turn and say, get behind me, Satan. So there he calls Peter Satan. But this wonderful Christ, this wonderful professor and chancellor of this marvelous university does not give up on his uh, students. Peter wasn't a dropout from the Lord's college. The Lord was very patient with him and still kept Peter with him. Then you get to Matthew 26, and Peter says, I'll never be stumbled related to you, Lord. And the Lord said, yeah, you will deny me three times. And eventually this happened. Can you imagine? He said, I don't know the man, even cursed. And yet the wonderful chancellor, Lord Jesus, never gave up on him, but continued to train him. And eventually... Peter, who could never understand the heavenly music that the Lord was playing, eventually was able to realize and appreciate the heavenly music only when Christ eventually was no longer in the flesh, but became in resurrection a life-giving spirit and could enter into Peter. Before that time, the most the Lord could do, he was limited in his teaching and his training because it had to be a lot of outward correcting and improving. But he wanted to be the indwelling teacher to train Peter further and to finish his education. So Peter would no longer be this kind of fallen, natural person, but he would be a genuine, mature God-man. Dick, as you pointed out, the Lord's training could only go to a certain point while he was still in the flesh. There was a need for him in another form to extend their training. That's going to be the focus of this coming section. Let's go to Witness Lee. You need to read the Bible in black and white for many, many times. Get yourself into the black and white and get the black and white into you. Then you have to pray, Lord, show me 
what do you intend to speak in all these 27 books in black and white? Then gradually the light will come. Today, especially in America, this is the top country with high culture, with high education, gold seminaries, giving people degrees, a large doctor degree people gain their degree in this kind of a study, but they don't know what the Lord is speaking in the Bible. Who has ever told you God New Testament economy? There's the need of the heavenly enlightenment. So, regardless how many degrees you got, you still have to humble yourself. Lord, I know nothing. Even your revelation has been written down into human languages. And I have learned the language. I got scholarship, the degree. Yet, Lord, I know nothing, Lord. Show me your revelation. Revelation will come to you. When the Lord was in the flesh, he had every way to correct, to adjust Peter. But the only thing he couldn't do, that was he had no way to enter into him, to regenerate him, to recreate him. In other words, the Lord Jesus had no way in his flesh to propagate himself, to impart himself into Peter. As Peter's life, while he was carrying out the three and a half years, he knew he had to enter into Peter. But in his flesh, he was unable to do it. So he told Peter and the others, it is really expedient that I go to die and to rise up, that I will be able to enter into you, to propagate myself into you as your life and to remain in you as your person. There was the need of the last half year for this chancellor to accomplish his complete education. Firstly, he came back, not in the flesh anymore, but he came back as the life-giving spirit in John 20 and breathed into him, into Peter and the others. There, you know, in John 20, you couldn't see any kind of course, any kind of lecture, any kind of teaching. You could only see the breathing in. He breathed himself into Peter and the rest, that's all. Hallelujah. That was the initiation of the last half of the four years course. And that initiation was just to breathe himself into his disciples. And that was to propagate himself into the disciples in other words, that was to propagate the disciples with himself as life. That was the initiation of the last half year. 
of the four-year course. Dick, we're going to stay with Witness Lee's metaphor today of this college course. It's a graphic one and a very appropriate one, I think, for not just Peter and the disciples, but for all of us to see ourselves in our own progress with the Lord. Now, Peter has gone on from the undergraduate study into the graduate course. What initiated Peter into the graduate course? Well, the Lord was training them before he was resurrected, but mostly it was in an outward way. And he told them in the book of John, before he was crucified and resurrected, he said, it is expedient for you that I go away. Right now, I am your chancellor, I'm your professor, I'm your teacher, and I'm educating you and training you to be my disciples. But it's expedient for you that I go away. He meant, I need to go through death, I need to enter into resurrection, I need to become a life-giving spirit, and I need to enter into you to become the indwelling chancellor, professor, teacher in this uh, heavenly college course. And so the initiation of this transpired in John chapter 20, verse 22. Right after the Lord was resurrected from the dead, he came into a room where the disciples were, and he said, peace be to you. And then the Bible says, and when he'd said this, he breathed into them and said, receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy Breath. At this point, he became the indwelling professor, chancellor, teacher to now teach them from another angle from the inside. He was now their organic or life teacher. He had propagated himself into them, and this was to finish their so-called spiritual college education and to consummate their last course. Remember now, he taught them for three and a half years in the flesh, but for a college education, you need four years. Here was the initiation into the last course, was him breathing himself into them as the wonderful, life-giving spirit. This is the initiation. Dick, in this last section, we're going to go into the classroom with the Lord and his pupils, with the chancellor and his students, and we're going to look very, very specifically at how he brought them forward in their training, in their education. Let's go back to Witness Lee. In John 20, you do see this initiation of bridging himself into disciples, and now in the next one. This is the continuation of that initiation. After he breathed himself into disciples, he still stayed with them for 40 days in order to finish the half-year education. In order to train them, he appeared. Then he disappeared. Appeared, disappeared. Appeared, disappeared. He did this appearing and disappearing for 40 days. And you know in the Bible, 40 means what? 40 means testing, proving, trying to uh, educate you, to prove you. The children of Israel were tested, were educated by God in 40 years. So the Lord Jesus did his appearing and disappearing for 40 days in order to test them, to train them, to prove them. The Lord was there 
in them all the time, essentially. But they were not used to this. They were used to a kind of visible presence of Christ. And that kind of visible presence had been there for three and a half years. The Lord was there with them in the flesh, visibly. They saw him, they touched him, they ate with him, and one of them even was in his bosom. They were used to that, and that was easy. But out of a sudden, after ten and a half years, that kind of presence was taken away. Then he came back to breathe himself into them, and from that breathing, his presence with them became invisible. It's not a kind of physical presence, but a kind of spiritual presence. And this spiritual presence of his is invisible, yet it is more real. It is more vital. Which kind of presence of the Lord is more vital? The visible presence? Sure, that is not so vital. Why? Because if you depend upon his visible, he was in Galilee and you were in Samaria, that presence couldn't do anything to you. That visible presence, but now the visible presence has been transferred into the invisible. Now the invisible presence of the Lord is really prevailing. No time element, no space element. The invisible presence is everywhere. It is everywhere. Where you are, this presence is. When she was with the uh, disciples, visibly, his presence was only outside the disciples, with them. But now his invisible presence is inside of them. This is more prevailing. They were not used to this more prevailing presence. So the Lord stayed with them economically for 40 days. Appearing, disappearing, appearing, disappearing. To train them to practice his invisible presence. To train them how to enjoy his invisible presence. Dick, the Lord's dealing with them in this 40-day period was a kind of a training in his first being visible and then invisible. This is quite a realization of what's happening here, isn't it? It sure is. I like Acts 1-3, Chris. It says, To whom also he presented himself alive after his suffering by many irrefutable proofs, appearing to them through a period of 40 days, and speaking the things concerning the kingdom of God. This verse indicates that his training during the 40 days was a manifesting of himself to the disciples in a special way to finish the course that he had begun in the flesh. And mainly what he was training them to enjoy was his invisible presence. He had breathed into them the evening of the resurrection. And now he was in them. The Lord had entered into the depth of their being as the life-giving spirit and become one with them in their spirit. So he's training them and even weaning them 
to no longer live just by his physical, visible presence, but he was training them to practice and enjoy and to live by his now invisible presence. And I like this, Chris. His invisible presence is more available, prevailing, precious, rich, and real than his visible presence. Dick, let me ask you, the Lord is also training us in this way, isn't he, to enjoy and know him in his invisible presence? That's very true. We need to trust that he is with us. Invisibly, his presence is always with us in our spirit. Dick, uh, we have a big journey ahead of us, the book of Acts. Join us again very soon, won't you? I sure will. Thanks for having me, Chris. Always our pleasure. We will continue with another life study from the book of Acts and have another fresh portion from Witness Lee and more fellowship. We certainly hope you'll join us then. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs consist of excerpts from Witness Lee's spoken ministry, along with our discussion and comments, and all focusing on God's heart's desire that we would enjoy Christ as the divine life for man. There are more than 1,700 programs like this one available online free of charge that you can download, stream live, or add to your podcast subscription. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. That's lsmradio.com. You can also reach us by email, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.